0: All one big conspiracy. It can't be true, Canada. What are you doing going to Jersey Jack and falling in love with the pinball machine? You're not allowed to do that. You have to be the negative Nancy of the pinball industry. And if you ever fall in love with the game, something's not right. There must be a conspiracy happening. I can't believe it was so funny. I went out today. It was a beautiful day in New York City. I'm driving the Dodge Demon. I'm just enjoying a wonderful, wonderful Saturday. I had so much fun yesterday at Jersey Jack's. and then I open up pinside and there's an entire thread dedicated to my trip to Jersey Jack pinball in which people are thinking it's a conspiracy. We're all just colluding together to hype this machine. I'm gonna hype it and then I'm gonna dump it and sell it. Well, let me tell you something right now. and maybe this will finally finally show you how I really feel about what I saw yesterday. As of five minutes ago, my Batman 66 Super Limited Edition game. It's for sale. I've listed it for sale. Now, look, I listed it at a high price and you can check it out. I think I put something like $25,000. Why not? People are paying $25,000 for Big Lebowski games that are broken and Batman is 10 times better than that game. um So we'll see. But here's the thing if you are interested in a Batman 66 Super Limited Edition, send me an email and we can talk, all right? I think we can come to a fair price on this game. And the reason why I'm selling it, you know me, I have room for one machine, and I am getting, without a doubt, as God is my witness, I will never go hungry again, and I will also definitely have a Willy Wonka pinball machine in this bedroom within the next few months. That is happening. There is nothing that will ever not put that game in this apartment, all right? You didn't see the smile on Brenda's face. You didn't see the smile on my face. You didn't understand exactly what it was like to flip the machine, because guess what? You haven't flipped it yet. But there was a moment yesterday. It was after I interviewed Jack. So there's gonna be a podcast with Jack and Joe that I put up on Friday after the reveal. But there was a moment after that where I just went back into the room and played Wonka by myself for 30 minutes, uninterrupted, I turned the lights off and I probably had the coolest and most fun pinball experience I've had. And maybe some of that, of course, was it was a brand new game. I knew I was one of the first people in the world playing Willy Wonka, but the light show, the animations, the toys, the shots, I love it. I absolutely love the game. And it's kind of strange to me that some people like just don't want me to be enthusiastic about this game. You know, it's the same people who don't want other people to enjoy Canada's pinball podcast, right? I mean, you know, that's the real conspiracy. If you want to point your fingers at a conspiracy, I'll tell you where to point it, all right? Did you see the percentages of votes that all the different Twippy winners got, right? Go look at that. Why do you think, okay, why do you think that that we were told how much each game won by, but when they got to the categories of the write-ins, They didn't tell us the percentage wins for the write-in categories. Why do you think that was? I'll tell you why it was. Because they didn't want people to see that Canada's Pinball Podcast probably won by a landslide. That the show you love, the show you love. They didn't give you the satisfaction of of seeing how much we won. They were worried that we would discourage other pinball podcasters from quitting, which is stupid which is stupid. But look, that's a conspiracy. Why can't we see the results of the writing categories on the Twippies? So if you conspiracy theorists want to go on a, on a little bit of a battle, go after that and let's see the, the actual results. Why can't everyone see how they finished in the test? Right? Come on. Anyway, I don't really care. I, don't, I love the Twippies. I love you, Jeff. It, means, it doesn't mean much, but I would just like to see the margin of victory. Anyway, here's the deal. I need, to do, I need to do a little correction first because I was so excited yesterday. I didn't even get the right information. You know, it wouldn't be Canada's Pinball Podcast unless we got some information wrong. And so Keith is not coding Willy Wonka. Um, Willy Wonka is being coded by Joe Katz. Okay, so that is who's coding Willy Wonka. All right. Now, I know Keith also helps out with these games. I mean, Jersey Jack is like a smaller team. Everyone's got their hands in on stuff. Now, how do I feel... 24 hours later after playing Willy Wonka. I wanted to share some of my thoughts. I wanted to share some of your emails to me. And then I'm going to call it a day. But I just want to say there was no conspiracy. I'll tell you how this really went down. And it it wasn't some big master plan. After I roasted Jack for the terrible seminar that they did at TPF, the Yellow Brick Road reveal, the next day I went up to him with Bill Brandis, And Bill was talking to him. And Bill just said, "Hey, Jack, like you should listen to this guy. Like he kind of knows a thing or two about marketing." And Jack and I ha- were talking, and Jack knows me. I'd been over to Jersey Jack Pinball once before, uh, and you know, Jack doesn't get lost in the world of pin side. He doesn't get lost in the world of pinball podcast drama. He doesn't care. He's busy. He's busy building pinball machines. And I just said, you know, it would be great uh, to come by, you know, if I could. And and talk to you and and see what you guys are working on and maybe give you some tips. And that was it, that was it. And then a few days later, I got an email from Jersey Jack and he said, hey, Chris, how'd you like to come by? And he threw out a date and I'm like, that sounds great. And then he says, wait a minute, I'm gonna be in France. So how about this date? And then we're like, cool, I'll come by. And that was it. it, it was completely innocuous. There was no plan of like, Jack, let me come over and let me like falsely hype the game. And and I think some of you have said this, and this and this is the truth. All right, this is the truth. I don't shill games. I don't like every pinball machine. If I liked every single pinball machine, my glowing review of Willy Wonka wouldn't really mean much because I'm not giving every single pinball machine a B plus or A. I'm not saying every company is great. I'm not saying and every pinball game is great. In fact, I've said pretty much the opposite but I'm filled with such joy and elation over the last 48 hours, and I'll tell you why. The whole reason that I've always been a little bit of a a cranky Chris on this show is I have not been happy with the majority of pinball machines that have come out in the last five years or 10 years. And I don't think you are either. And here's the way I look at it. Are there a lot of fun pinball machines that have come out? Yes. Are you getting your money's worth for those pinball machines absolutely not. I think the majority of you out there who have kept buying these premium and LE machines from you know who, for the most part, you're paying way more than is going into these games. and you. But you don't really have other options. So I can't really blame you because you love pinball so much, but you really haven't had the ability to put your money elsewhere. And I understand why a lot of you have also not bought the offerings from Jersey Jack Pinball up to this date, because I haven't bought any Jersey Jack games and none of them have spoken to me the way Willy Wonka did. So the years go on and you sort of develop. You develop into the kind of pinball creature that Stern wants you to develop into in which you actually stop thinking about how much you're spending every few months on these games. 9,000 or 7,500 bucks. You know, you Stern Pro guys are a little bit different. You sort of, you sort of figured it out a while ago that almost every single Stern machine is worth closer to five thousand than it is to nine thousand, and you're sort of getting the game uh, at the right price point. And Stern LEs and Stern premiums, that's where the gravy train is. That's where they're just making, you know, ducats and ducats of money, but the games aren't worth it. And you know it. You know that to be the case. But you want a good pinball experience. So you haven't had many options. And I think Stern has sort of uh, conditioned so many of us and so many of you to not really think about it. That you sort of just keep going in on it. You know you get really excited about a game. Then you see the game. And it's like there's no real other games available that are new. And so you want to buy the game. And you want to unbox the game and you want to play the game and the games are fun. I'm not saying the stern games are not fun, but there's a big difference between getting a game for $6,000 and then a game that's $9,000 because there's a lot of stuff you can put in that game for that additional amount of money. That's just not making it into the game and the stern prices have just kept going up and up and up. And yet the innovation, and the quality and the materials keeps going down, down, and down. And, 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 and instead of saying, we're not going to take it anymore, you really just kept taking it. And so that is what I think is, is about to happen when you see the game on Friday. I think you're going to just see the new bar, the new standard for what a premium pinball machine should be. And I also think you're going to see some pricing options that are really going to call into question, you know, whether or not you really should keep going in on a Stern premium. And it's, it's going to be very eye-opening, all right? And I saw this in the thread. And it is funny because, you know, someone said it's going to be Willy Wonka versus the Black Knight. Well, I'm here to tell you, I, I mean, we've seen the Black Knight. I've seen Willy Wonka, a guy wearing a purple tuxedo with a silly top hat, a bow tie on, and a walking stick is about to slay the Black Knight and is sort of rage. It's going to be kind of funny. Little dandy old Willy Wonka is just going to tumble forward, come up, and just chop the Black Knight in half. No, look, I think some of you out there, I saw people posting, like, I'm not here saying the Black Knight is a bad pinball machine by any means. I'm not saying that at all. I haven't played it. I can't give my opinion about the Black Knight machine. You saw my Black Knight, or you heard my Black Knight podcast. It was very positive. I think it's a cool mechanism in the middle, but I can't, I can't look at these games anymore. I, I have to be honest. I can't look at Stern games anymore and see nine thousand dollars and see seventy-five hundred dollars no more. I mean, after that mechanism in the middle of the Stern game, wh- tell me what else is in that game that shows like a lot of innovation or thought, right? And 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 I'm glad you guys are finally realizing something. When you look around that game, Black Knight, and you see all of the exposed like nuts and screws, look at it. It's just plastic. It's art on plastic with nuts and screws everywhere. We're not seeing detailed sculpts. We're not seeing like the, the world. We're, okay, here's a good here's a good example. The mission in the game is to attack the Black Knight and destroy his castle on top of the hill, all right? Let me ask you a question for those of you looking at that game. Where's the Black Knight's castle? Where's the sculpted castle that is up on top of the hill? Where is it? Is there any sculpting? Is there any? Is there anything that's like 3D? Anything molded? All right. Now you're at a $9,000 game, and you pretty just much have a mechanism where one side is spinning and one side is going up and down. I mean, come on. It's cool, but not the most innovative. And then where else is like the sculpting and where else is the world coming to life in that game? You know, where? Where? It, it's, it's just, now go look at Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle. Look at the entire castle that Chuck put into the game. I mean, he's trying. He's trying to give you that world under glass. I know it sounds cliched and you're going to see a world under glass that is so freaking cool come Friday. And, and that's where I think we're at. And that's why I'm so excited. I mean, look, You know, there are people who haven't heard this podcast very often. There are people who haven't heard me uh, talk about what I'm looking for in pinball. And I think I could summarize all 335 episodes of Canada's Pinball Podcast very simply like this. I think most modern pinball games have not been very good. I I think they have been uh, reliant on LCD technology. I think the world under glass has not been there in most of these games. I think a lot of it is hiding underneath artwork and plastic, but the 3D sculpted world and the mechanical engineered world that we all want to see, I think the only game that I've seen that really brought that to life in the best possible way was The Big Lebowski. It's the reason why so many of you love that game. And we all know the disaster that was Dutch Pinball. So again, like ask yourself in the last like seven years, 10 years, which game has physically brought the world of that universe to life under the glass? In, in an amazing way, in an amazing fashion. And again, it's like if you stop asking that question, yeah, sure, you can really start to enjoy the, the offerings you've had from these companies. But it's been few and far between of great games, of, great, of games that remind us of the games that we loved from back in the 90s. And, and that's where we're at. And I don't think any game has really achieved what you're about to see Friday. And that's why I'm excited. And that's why I bought it. It's the game that I've been waiting for. I don't give a shit if tournament players like this game or not. I don't care if they don't like some of the randomness of the toys. I don't care. I, I, I think tournament players are the last people that, that really should chime in on a world under glass. They don't care about a world under glass. They don't. They don't they're not looking. In, when they're in a tournament, the last thing they're trying to do is have fun with the game. They All they want to do is score high. You could just have one target that's moving back and forth quickly on the game and you just have to hit the target to score some points. And they would just do that. They would do whatever is competitively in front of them to win the tournament. That's what's most important to them. And I think too many, I'm going to say this, too many tournament players of high skill set have been involved in designing the modern pinball machines that all of us have been offered. And And I'll tell you what that's led to extremely tight and frustrating and clunky shots that don't make shooting the game fun because you have to be so goddamn good at pinball uh, to hit those shots consistently. I know, I, I love it. It's like, play better, play better. The shots are makeable, the shots are makeable. But look, be, besides the point you know, of, of, of tournament players and collectors, can't we just... I, I think this is going to be a game that unites more of us than divides us. And I think that's what I'm most excited about is so much of what we talk about on a daily basis on Pinside and so much of what the conversation is, is, is what divides us and what we don't like about these games and each other and, and whatnot. But every once in a while, a game is going to come out like this that I think universally people fall in love with. And I think what's going to happen is you're going to start to see a lot of people realize, you know, it's just, it's just what pinball should be. It's just got the magic of pinball, and, and people are going to buy it, and they're going to enjoy it, and they're going to talk about playing it, they're going to talk about the fun mods they could put into it, they're going to talk about uh, you know, what might come later on in the code, they're going to talk about all the positives of the game. It's not going to be like, where are the assets? It's not going to be like, I wish the art was better. It's not going to be like, I wish there were more toys. It's not going to be like, I wish the shots were better. It's not going to be any of that. You really are going to have a hard time finding something to bitch about in this game. And then if you do find something to bitch about in this game, I'm telling you, you're just going to look like a bitch because it's just that good. And we don't want to hear it. We don't want to hear it. Now, there are those contrarian personalities on Pinside that are probably all ready to go on what they're going to find a fault in this game. But I'm telling you, you put this game next to Highway Pinball's Alien, it's like, give me a break. You put it even next to Big Lebowski, This it's just another level. You put it next to any Stern, it's just another level. You know, in, in a way, it feels like it feels like the next level of Jersey Jack to me just because it, it does everything so well. And, and that's that's awesome. That is awesome. I saw some people too were like, I hope Canada gets one broken out of box. After all the shit he's given prior to the Caribbean owners, I hope his arrives broken. Well, to those individuals, you guys are really some dark motherfuckers. Like what are you, like really wishing that I get a broken one? My God. I would never wish... Wish any ill will on any of you. You know, and I think too, for those of you who listen to this show, you notice it's like this show, I think, has I've tried through every episode to be a little bit more human, you know, to say things that I think are on your mind, to call these companies out on how I see it. And nobody would listen to this show if it wasn't a little bit how you see it. I'm a little honest, I'm a little brutal. And let me be brutal right now for a minute. Can I be brutal? Can I get in my brutal box? Am I allowed to do this? Like I can love Willy Wonka to death, but I also can be honest with myself and I can look at the pinball landscape and say, if Willy Wonka comes out and has the three variations it's going to have at the three variations of prices, let me tell you what game is never going to make it off the ground. Oktoberfest. There's just no way... These two games are gonna have a price point that's somewhat similar at the standard level. Uh, who it's just it's it's like game over. And and maybe that's what happens when you release a game that's called Oktoberfest six months after October and and now you've got to compete with Willy Wonka. You know what other game is gonna a lot of sales are gonna be yanked away from them? The Munsters. The Munsters premium, right? Just about to go out, sexiest game, this and that. If you're in on a Munsters premium and you're not calling your distributor and saying, well, wait a minute, let me see what Willy Wonka is. You're going to see it Friday. And and I'm already seeing more and more Munsters people, more and more of my friends who ran after Munsters LEs. You know what they're doing? They're selling their games already. They're bored of them already. Three weeks, four weeks later. Now here's the other seismic shift that's about to happen. And it's already happening. You can no longer go in on a Munster's LE for $9,000 and sell it used um, for like, for like 8500 the next week. I- I'm telling you, what's happening now because of all these titles, one on top of another, and Willy Wonka coming out, and, and it's just not, st- not going to stop. What's going to happen is people are going to start to lose $1,000 or $2,000 pretty quickly. And so you're, are, do you really want to lose $1,000 to buy a game sight unseen that you haven't flipped yet? I mean, a lot of these guys who bought Munsters LE, they never played the game. They never played it once. And they're just like addicted to getting machines. But I'm telling you, I think a lot of you that are just addicted to wanting what's next need to stop, hit pause. And I'm telling you, there's a whole new like, level of pinball coming. And if you've been reluctant to sort of wait and you've been chasing everything new, I mean, it feels so bad for guys like Frolic, right? I mean, remember the Frolic era? The guy bought like everything, every new LE Stern machine he could like for like a period of time, like two years. Uh, that whole, Those whole collections, all those Stern games, the DMD era games, you know what? The value on them is about to plummet. You know, people thinking like a Tron LE is going to hold value. You guys, It's over. It's over, you know, and no one wants to accept it because for the longest time, it wasn't over that these games were allowed to sort of retain a lot of value. You were allowed to keep changing hands with them and they would, and some of them would like double in value and they would, they would remain really strong for a really long time. But when you look at Willy Wonka next to Tron Elite, it's a joke. It's like a total joke. Everything about it how it shoots, what's in it, the artwork, the sound, the display. Willy Wonka looks like it's five times the price of Tron LE. And so then, you know, only 400 Tron LEs. Well, there's only going to be, I don't know, how many collector's editions of Willy Wonka. So uh, it's just, I, I just can't wait to see it. I mean, that's all. It's like, that, that's all I'm going to say. Like, you know, it's there's a, new, there's a new period coming in this hobby. And it's a great period because I think it's going to make all ships rise with the tide. I do. I think Stern is going to start to wake the fuck up a little bit because they have the talent. Don't get me wrong. Stern has the talent to do exactly what Jersey Jack is doing. They do. They have more people. They have more manufacturing capabilities. They have more engineers. They have more software programmers. They have more of everything. You know what they don't have, though, is they don't give these guys the freedom to just make the best possible game they can make. They're, these guys are all designing. They're all designing to that price point. They are not designing to their passion and to their imagination as much as they can. And it, it, it just goes to show, look at the games. Look at the games. I mean, I'm even looking at Batman 66, which I have for sale. It's a great game. It's an amazing game. But come on, they reskinned the a game. They still just reskinned the a game. They didn't make it from the ground up. They reskinned it and they charged $15,000 and it's a great game. It's an amazing pinball experience. But you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's like this is not a reskinned anything. It's an all new game. All right. So maybe you can tell my excitement has not waned at all. I am still 100% in on the collector's edition. And just to clarify something too, I, I don't have a like specific order in alright I'm gonna buy my game, most likely, you know, Joe at Pinball Star is going to order my game for me. He's going to order my collector's edition. So if you want a collector's edition, hit up Joe Newhart at Pinball Star, and he will happily do his best to get you one of his allocated games. Uh, I think they're gonna sell out, but Joe, I'm on Joe's list. And so I told Joe what number I would like, and he's gonna help me get that number. So that's where I'm at. I didn't cut the line. I love it too how people were upset that I might have had the ability to get the game before everybody else. And yet year after year, don't we watch all these stern people get on their distributors list and then all of a sudden the games are sold out before they're even revealed. Wouldn't it be nice if Jack got that once? Like, Doesn't he deserve that with this game? I mean, you guys went all in on games like Ghostbusters. You never even played it. Game turned out to be one of the worst shooting games. All right? All right, like, okay. So let me read some of your emails. But I just wanted to clarify there was no conspiracy. I'm in a really happy place. And for those of you out there who can't enjoy me being in a happy place, here's what I have to say to you I don't really care. It's fun being happy, it's fun being optimistic. It's really awesome seeing the kind of game that I've been dreaming about since I started this podcast. And I think you're all going to feel the same way. And I've spoken to other people who saw the game as well on Friday. Um, Other pinball podcasts saw it. Other pinball media saw it. And guess what? They're all like, it's fucking awesome. Look at everyone who's seen it. It's fucking awesome. Look at everyone who's being cranky. They haven't fucking seen shit, right? All right. So let's see. I'm going to open up my emails. I'm going to read some of my notes. Now I get a lot of notes from you guys. And I got a lot of uh, sort of like Facebook messages from dudes who I'm really good friends with, and they're like, "Come on man, just like just between us. Like what's in it? Like what's the toy? Like what's that?" And I haven't said anything to anyone. I'm not going to do it. I am not going to break the NDA and, 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 and spoil the fun. All right? So okay, so let's see. I got an email do, 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 do. It's from Dave Whitting. So he said, "Did you buy a new machine today?" Like you, I have 12K burning a hole in my pocket for this game. Hope you're doing well. Well, that's from CEO Dave. Dave, yes, I did put down the order on the collector's edition. I got an email from Jack. This is from Jersey Jack. All right, let me read this to you. And then you you, can you hear the conspiracy? He said, Chris, thanks for spending the day at JJP. Brenda is lovely, and it's nice to see how she shares your passion. I'm so happy you loved and understood the game. Talk soon. Thank you, Jack. I'll talk a little bit more when I upload the podcast, what Jack means by me understanding the game, because I don't want to spoil some of the details. Uh, But when I was playing it, I was remarking about how Pat designed it and something he did in the design. And Jack was just like, you get it. Like, yes, that is exactly what... Uh, He was going for so he really you know, I mean, I'm not just some charlatan who wears, you know A bunch of clothes with patches on it. I actually know a thing or two about pinball All right. I got an email from Ryan. He says a thought on on why Stern does what they do All right. Well, Ryan, this is a long email So let me paraphrase because I just read it Um, The first part Ryan is like I understand uh, You know why they might not have released a tpf these games because uh, it's loud and it's noisy and it might make sense to have someone like Jack Danger stream the game. Here's the thing, though, uh, and I think you guys saw it. Seeing seeing a game for the first time at a show, revealing the game at a show is a good thing. Playing the game in a loud, noisy show is so stupid. What I would do if I were pinball manufacturers, I would not have the game out on a loud show floor for the the first experience for people to play my machine. What I would do is I, I would have a small room, like a suite, And I would dress it up in the theme of the game and I would let people in one at a time to play the game with Pat Lawler in the room and with the design team. And I would give everybody five minutes to experience uh, Willy Wonka pinball and then you're out of the room. And that is a much better way than just having it out there and on a loud floor and no one can really dive into the game. I also, my one issue too with like streaming it with like Jack Danger sometimes, I always hate seeing it when they tell you and, and reveal all the modes and the secrets of the game. I kind of is that's what's fun about pinball is experiencing that for the first time. And that's why I love so much uh playing Willy Wonka for the first time is cause I got to discover what was in the game without the internet and all the damn streamers spoiling it for me. I mean when I when I met with Jack, he said something really interesting. He said he he said we kind of destroyed our own pirates hype because we just kept streaming the game like every few weeks and people had just felt like they've played it for a year and a half. And we probably shouldn't have done that. And he's right. By the time the game came out, everyone was just sick of seeing the game and was fatigued by it. I can already hear the Pirates fanboys like loading up their weapons to come after me. All right, let's see another email. I got one from Dave Donnell, and he said, Wonka, so, sight unseen, purchase? Oh, uh, Dan. Dan, you're gonna have to play the game, but I would, I would buy it after listening to Canada hype it. <laughs> all right, then I got an email from Jason Zimmerman Wonka Watch. He, the first one came in at 5:51 p.m. and he wrote, "All right, man, all I need to know, you keeping the CE pre-order?" Then he emailed me again at 8:06 p.m. Never mind, heard the podcast, awesome stuff. Thanks again. Well, thank you so much, Jason, for listening to the show. Uh, can't wait to see if you get a Willy Wonka. Got an email from Serge. Now, Serge is the guy who took me to Sunshine Laundromat and showed me how to play the Pirates of the Caribbean that was broken terribly, right? Remember Serge? Good guy. Lo- uh, you know, lo- love a fan who takes me in- onto location to prove me wrong, only to find the game is in terrible shape. Um, but Serge is a huge fan of pinball, huge Pirates of the Caribbean fan. And he wrote, okay, twist my arm. I'll get a Wonka. Maybe I'll send you a dollar referral hidden in a Wonka bar. Serge, look, I know you love Pirates of the Caribbean. I know all of you out there who love Pirates of the Caribbean are still going to love Pirates of the Caribbean. I know there's a lot to love in Pirates of the Caribbean. And I just think if you love Pirates of the Caribbean, you are really, really going to love Willy Wonka. All right, let's see. Who else did I get an email from? Uh, I got an email from Bill, Bill Cohen. He said, Chris, Started listening to your podcast and it's the best fucking podcast in the hobby. It's so good, it ruined all other of the others for me. Been even going back to listen to the old ones. Listening to Wonka Podcast now and you have me super excited for this pin. Your thoughts about the hobby are spot on keep it up bill cohen well bill thank you so much it's always it's always an exciting day when i hear that somebody new has discovered canada's pinball podcast it's like uh, we might lose some people but we might gain some people but i'll say this even without even without the industry leaders joining me for interviews we've still managed to have a really really healthy healthy and and like hearty (laughs) fan base with around two thousand people Tune in to every episode. And I think I I podcast so much that it makes it hard for even all of you to catch up with my own cadence. So when I slow down a little bit, we're really hitting around 2,200 people that tune in to Canada's Pinball Podcast. Now, I'm really proud of that number. You know, I'm very thankful for, for all of you who tune in and especially for those who even donate to my Patreon page but especially to new guys too, because sometimes I just take for granted that just all my listeners have been with me since day one. And I can't even imagine what it would be like, sort of like in April of 2019, you get bit by the pinball bug, you get into pinball, and, and what do you do, right? You, may, you might find out about Pinside, and then you probably start hearing the name Kaneda every once in a while. And then all of a sudden... You hear everyone saying, he's such a jerk on side, and then it makes you curious. Well, well, who is this guy? And then you realize he's got a pinball podcast, and then you start listening to pinball podcasts, and you experience that excitement for the first time. And then, you know, maybe it's a little hard to listen to all them once you get a taste of, of how we do it on this show, but I think there's a lot of great pinball podcasts out there. Uh, you know, my favorite right now is Special When Lit, This Week in Pinball, and yeah, those are the two that I check up with most. I also check the other ones to see if they, uh, if, you know, if they're saying any negative things about Canada. But no, everyone's everyone's doing their shit, and it's all good. And we we love everyone who pinball podcasts. We think it's a great part of the hobby. But you know, I can't imagine having to go back and be like, well, I'll catch up on Canada's three hundred and thirty-two other episodes. Like, I hope you have a year. Uh, to catch up with everything, Bill. But thank you for becoming a listener of Canada's Pinball Podcast. All right, what else do I got here? I got this email from Jay, and the headline was "I've got a golden ticket." He goes, "Lol, you bastard! I fell for your disappointment act during the first start or during the start of your last podcast. I nearly had a heart attack. I was the one who asked Jack many many years ago." to buy the rights to Wonka and to do it justice before Stern decided to get their hands on it. I'm glad you liked it. Jack wanted to spill the beans to me a while back, but he didn't. So now I'm stuck waiting with the rest of the world. I'm in on a CE myself, sight unseen, Jay. Well, Jay, man, you do have a golden ticket. Now, Jay said something in his email that I did not report on, but it 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 is the truth. It is the truth. And for those of you out there who want conspiracy theories, listen closely right now. I'm going to tell you one. Now, Jersey Jack had the license for Willy Wonka, but then he lost it. And it was taken away or it was, you know, someone was trying to outbid him for it or, or, you know, give more money for it. But he was told that he had lost the license. And so I believe it was to Stern Pinball. And Jack had to really go back to them and say, look, you know, I think I'm the one who's going to be able to do this game justice, not them. And it was with Warner Brothers. And I'm not sure if this was before or after he had done Wizard of Oz, but, you know, is there anyone out there? Show of hands, for those of you out there, who would you rather have made Star Wars, Stern or Jersey Jack? Who would you rather have had made Guardians of the Galaxy? Who would you rather... Have had made here's the one Batman 66, right? So it's just like it's it's universal. No one no one out there would ever say I would rather have Stern make my dream theme over Jersey Jack pinball. Now imagine if like Jersey Jack could get like Lyman Sheets on board, it would just be it would just be over. It would just it would just absolutely be over. Lyman is the most valuable thing that Stern pinball has. I hope Lyman Sheets is the highest paid employee at Stern Pinball, or, or near the top. Uh, he, he's just that good. All right, what else uh, did I get an email from? Let's see, real quick, guys. I know, thanks for sticking with me on this episode. Sorry, I just had to do another podcast because of all the conspiracies going on. We can't have that. Uh, I got in. let's see, I think that might be it. I got a ton of Facebook messages. I got text messages from people. Universally, I think most people are saying, I'm happy to hear you happy. I got a nice note from Ed Robertson just saying, it's, it's, it's so great to hear you excited about pinball. And I, I it feels great. Is this what it feels like being happy in life? <laughs> but here's the thing, guys. I am very happy in my life. I am very satisfied in my job. I love my job. I love my wife. I love my life. Now, I saw people making fun of my photo. Someone put up my photo with Jack and Joe and everyone's like, that guy wears those clothes out in public? Yeah, man, I mean, sometimes you got to wear some Gucci jeans in New York City. But I, come on, I've got good fashion sense. You saw me up there at the Twippies. Who, who's throwing fashion stones at me right now? But anyway, here's the deal. I really, I really love pinball. And I know a lot of times people criticize me like he doesn't care about the hobby. Yeah, I just do 335 podcasts about pinball because I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know, I mean, seriously, the fact that I have to defend this time and time again is kind of inane, but I don't like most modern pinball. I think there are a lot of games, not a lot of good games. And I think what you're going to see Friday is, is what I've been talking about. I, I, it's like I don't even need to talk anymore. You're going to see it and it's going to speak for itself. It doesn't need me to help market it. You know, that's the thing. It's like marketing starts at the very basic level. If you pick the right theme, you pick the right talent, you pick the right passion. That's the real marketing, the insights. What do people want? Marketing is about giving people what they want. It's not about spinning the shit. It's not about hoodwinking them with fake LE versions. It's not about any of that shit. Marketing, what does the pinball collector and pinball enthusiast want? They want a return of the kind of magical games we loved in the 90s, but with modern code and with modern features, that's what we want. And right now, right now, the lead horse that's about to give us exactly what you want is Jersey Jack pinball, right? And come on. And, and the thing too, and you guys have noticed this, people are like, he, I, no one gives Jersey Jack more shit than me. I mean, I've still I've still got guys like Tuna Delight on Pinside who are like, yeah, man, like I'm so happy to hear him excited about Wonka, but he's still crapping on Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah, I will never not think that Pirates is a miss, boys. It's okay. I'm glad you like your pirates. But when you see Willy Wonka, I'm spelling it out for you real slow, you're gonna understand how to really make a game great. Pirates is good. Wonka is great Take that to the bank Oh and here is another thing Jack told me Straight up There will never be a Black Pearl edition He's not going and like relicense the theme When you see Wonka 2 And you know what's coming next from these guys With Guns N' Roses and Toy Story I'm telling you this is the new jersey This is the corner they've turned They're not going to go back and make more pirates There's going to be zero fucking demand To look back at Jersey Jack It's all going to be about what's forward in this company, and and look, Eric is great, and I can't wait to see what Eric does with the next title. But Pat Lawler, man, he's Pat Lawler, Pat Lawler for a fucking reason, and you're going to see it Friday. All right, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Just take a nap. I'm tired. I'm super excited. I wish I could speed up the time, and unbox my uh, Willy Wonka right now. Everyone, have a great day. Be happy and excited. You've got six days to go before you see the greatest fucking pinball machine I've seen in a really long time. Have a great day, everyone.